Hey, Redheads and everyone else listening. I'm Stephanie. I'm Adrian, And today's episode is so great. She is one of our favorite guests to date. And one of, we've had a lot of intelligent guests, but she's one of the most intelligent people that we've ever talked with. Her name is Dr. Betsy Grunch, and she is a board-certified neurosurgeon and natural redhead. And we are so excited to just talk with her because if you don't know, she has over 1.2 million followers. Uh, Over a million of those are on TikTok. And she has created such a cool space where like, not only is it cool to be a neurosurgeon and like super intelligent, but she just has such a great positive. She dances. She has her team on there dancing. And she also talks about very serious topics. And I just can't wait to talk to her. Yeah. She also talks about redhead experiences like mm-hmm. getting sunburned and her beauty routine. So when we discovered her on TikTok, we shared a video of hers a while back and it obviously gained so much talk and engagement um, with our followers as well as obviously hers. So that was really cool. So we decided to have her on to talk about being a redhead, talk about TikTok, um, talk about being a mother and, you know, her beauty routine being a neurosurgeon. I think whether you're a doctor or not, I think that everyone can relate with the fact that she's juggling a lot with mm-hmm. kids and she also has two dogs named Pancake and Butters. I love oh. the names of them. <laughs> yeah. But juggling a career and being a mother. So her beauty routine is what we're most interested to in learning about because it's something that it's probably something where it's quick and it needs to be really effective products that she's using because of her time. So if you're listening and you're like, oh my God, I juggle a lot throughout the day and I need these tips and this episode is for you. So we're really excited to have her on and also talk about too how she got into the field of neuro, being a neuroscience uh, surgeon, that it's obviously a male uh, dominated industry. industry from what we've learned and what we talked to her previously about on. So it's just interesting being a female, what, yeah. what that entails. Yeah. And word on the street is she loves finally have brows, you know, we're, that's word yeah. on the street for her quick routine. So we'll definitely talk to her about finally have brows. Um, and just to give you a little bit more information about her. So she is a board certified neurosurgeon, of course, natural redhead. She posts about spinal health, motherhood, her experiences on Instagram and TikTok. And she has millions of followers at the time of this recording. I think it's like 1.2 million or something like that. And it just continues to grow daily. Her handle is at Lady Spine Doc. And we'll put her username into the podcast notes. And her main interests are, of course, spine techniques and in the field of neurotrauma. She has a very, very touching story that we can't wait to talk to her about um, that has to do with her mom that gave her the courage and the inspiration to move fast into this field. And she lives with her husband and children and of course her two dogs. So let's give this amazing woman a call and see what she's up to. Now available eyebrow and lash products for redheads created by us, Adrian and Stephanie. Clean, paraben-free, vegan, made in the USA. Discover eyebrow gels and a precision pencil in universal red for all redheads, mascaras in auburn and brown with the tint of red, and so much more. 
Shop it all at shop.howtobearedhead.com. Hi, Dr. Grunch. It's Stephanie and Adrian Vendetti from the How to Be a Redhead podcast. How are you doing? I'm doing good. How are y'all? Good. So great. I know. We're so excited to have you on. So let's jump right into it. A question we ask all of our guests to kick off every episode, if they are a redhead, is what was it like for you growing up as a redhead? Uh, (laughs) um, So as you guys know... um, you know, growing up as a redhead is, uh, it's, it's definitely a challenge and it comes with its unique challenges, I guess. And my mom was a redhead. So I was kind of, I at least had somebody I could uh, talk to about it, but you know, I mean, you, you, you do get treated differently. Um, and, uh, kind of, you know, have different nicknames along the way. Um, but yeah, it's, it's definitely, um, it's definitely a, a, an experience growing up as redhead that I think that nobody else, having a different hair color than everybody else really kind of sets you apart and will bring attention to you, um, in, in different ways. So. Yeah. And are you the only redhead in your family or where did you get your red hair from? My mom. Um, and I am, I, other than that, we're the only redheads in, in my family. So. Oh, wow. Yeah. Wow, it's so interesting how the the gene works and skips generations. We've talked about it on a few episodes with experts, doctors, scientists, and it is it's fascinating. Yeah, it is. I mean, my um, no, my grandparents, nobody else, my mom's sisters, n- nobody has red hair. None of their children have red hair. So uh, my brothers don't have red hair. Um, so yeah, mm-hmm. I'm the only outlier now. My dad and my mom got remarried and. Uh, my dad has a thing for redheads, so he did remarry. <laughs> <laughs> no way, that's awesome. So my my half brothers are redheaded, but we have different moms, so that's where that that's where that came from. <laughs> okay, okay. And then we, what made you want to start your very popular TikTok page? If you know redheads listening, if you are not following Doctor Grunch, we will put her. TikTok handle in the podcast notes because she's a must follow. But what made you start your popular TikTok page with almost 1 million followers at the time of this recording? It's really a sensation. Oh, thank you. Um, Yeah, it's been kind of a wild ride. So I um, didn't really start expecting it to be what it is now. I mean, I'm I'm a um, neurosurgeon and a female neurosurgeon, which is a male dominated field. So mm-hmm. I really just kind of started the TikTok account to, to help um, make Instagram reels really. Cause I was, I was very much into education at that, at that time on my Instagram platform in a professional way. Um, and then I'm, you know, we all just have our own social media, personal social media accounts. So I made a few like personal um, TikToks of my kids or whatever. And, um, and I, I, um, one of the videos I made about being a female neurosurgeon kind of went viral. Um, and I kind of got into an area that I never really expected to because TikTok is a unique platform in which, you know, people that don't necessarily follow you get to see your videos. This is before reels and all right, that. Right. Mm-hmm. So I just kind of took off from there and I was like, wow, this is, I'm reaching a, a, a generation of women that I never really, uh, I, this is kind of neat. I want to like kind of see where this goes. And so I, read up on some social media uh, recommendations on how to kind of grow. So I was like, I'm going to take three months. I'm going to do as they say. I'm going to post every single day um, and just see where it goes. So just, it just grew and grew and grew. And, um, and I just kind of showcased my, myself. I don't really have a niche. I mean, obviously I, 
talk about my career, talk about being a mom, talk about being a redhead. I talk about, um, you know, anything really that's a part of who I am. And um, it's been really, uh, it's been a fun ride. So yeah. Yeah, yeah. We love following you. Um, And I think when you see someone who's such a, you know, a neurosurgeon like you are, it's so cool because you don't see many of those professionals on TikTok, you know, especially a woman. Um, so I guess people must feel very inspired by you because that's how we feel when we look at your page. Like you are just kind of a woman that can do everything. I mean, I think about your time like that. How many, how many hours do you work a week? Oh, <laughs> it depends on the week, but I would say probably like 50 to 60. I mean, some wow. days, some weeks more, not too much more. Um, but yeah, on average, I would say 50 to 60. And that's, you know, not ex- in residency, man, I was like working a lot. So uh, 80, 120 hours a week. Um, that was a long time ago. But but yeah, training is totally different. But being kind of out in my own practice, um, still pretty busy, um, but not quite as much so. So it gives me a little free time to do fun things like TikTok and other things. So, yeah. And, you know, we did an intro prior to um, calling you, but for someone listening who may not know what neuro, you know, what you do, obviously, if you can simplify it a little bit for our listeners, I think that would be really helpful because I think it's something that, you know, we might maybe not even know like right, the details. Right. Like, when do you need a neurosurgeon? That's what I'm thinking. Like, when in my life am I going to need someone like you? That's, you know, that's true. That's true. Hopefully, yeah, never, hopefully no one ever needs a neurosurgeon. Um, but uh, I treat conditions of the brain and spine. So, if you um, have some type of head injury, some type of spine injury, herniated discs, that's the most common thing I see. Like, you know, pick up something too heavy, mm. hurt your back. Um, that's, mm. that's me. Um, unfortunately I also say like, get a brain tumor. Um, we, we do brain surgery, um, all kinds of, all kinds of anything within the, the brain and spinal cord is, uh, what I would, what I would do. So, yeah. Wow. And wow. Could, so like and concussions, need a neurosurgeon, but I am here. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so like if you, someone has a concussion and needs surgery, um, yeah, if they have a severe okay. head injury to need surgery, that would be me. If minor concussion that, you know, doesn't need surgery, sometimes is it really treated by a neurosurgeon, but we do treat, we do treat that as well. And have you always been into science as a child? Like, did you know when you were younger, I'm going to be a doctor, I want to be a surgeon? Right. right. Yeah, not really. I mean, so my mom, um, is kind of a, a, was a trailblazer too. Um, I think that's just the gender nature in us. Sometimes we always want to just kind of put ourselves out there, but she was a cop. And so she was in the, in the nineties and being a female cop was also extremely rare. I mean, it still is rare, but, um, wow, so yeah. anyway, I wanted to be like her. I was going to be a police officer. I was going to be badass person but uh anyway so she uh, you yeah. I think you are bad I you think are we, bad you are badass. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. so anyway she um she kind of uh inspired me and then when I was 13 going into high school um she was in a car accident in the line of duty and injured herself um and she actually mm-hmm. had a spinal cord injury and was paralyzed is paralyzed she's quadriplegic um wow. so I wanted to uh, I wanted to cure spinal cord injury. Wow. So, uh, I um, really, I've always been kind of into science, really like science and biology and that kind of thing. So that really just kind of sparked an interest in, in me. Um, mm. It just kind of grew from there. So fast forward wow. many, many years later and here we are. Yeah. And, and did it help you like to cope with, 
the change in your mom's life? Like did, did going through this and becoming a doctor and becoming a professional in that field help you deal with this, you know, possible stress or trauma yes. that went along with your mom not being able to walk and all that stuff? Absolutely. Yeah. I think, I mean, you know, we all, we all have trauma that happens in our lives and we have ways of dealing with it. And um, for me, just kind of like really trying to learn more about it really helped me understand it and deal with it, cope with it um, a lot better. Um, so, so yeah, I would, I would say that it was kind of like a coping mechanism, but also I just really um, began to learn that I enjoy taking care of people and helping people um, that are in situations like that. So, so yeah. Yeah. Wow. Wow. So what gives you, I was wondering what gives you the most fulfillment in your life? Is it being a mom? Obviously that has to be like really high up there. Is it your career? Is it like, what gives you the most, cause you do so much. So I was just wondering what gives you the most fulfillment? Oh, it's so much of it. I mean, I enjoy, um, I, I have so much to, to fill my cup. It's just, um, it's, it's, it's really nice to be able to do it many different aspects, but yeah, I mean, being a doctor, obviously helping people. Um, mm-hmm. I love my kids. My kids are like my life, my husband, my family, um, and my friends, um, just the ability to be able to outreach on social media and reach such a wide blanket right. of people too, and inspire it. Um, and so, yeah, I think it all feel, fills different areas, um, that makes us happy. And, um, and I, and I enjoy every bit of it. It keeps me on my toes and I rarely have any free time. I also like teaching. I, um, go to conferences and stuff and, and teach about my specialties. So there's just so, so many things. I'm a busy woman. We'll just put it that way. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, right, right. And we know, obviously, you're a mom. Um, Your kids don't seem to be redheads from our kind of our TikTok scrolling. Right? Is that correct? No, no, they're not redheads. But um, they could have the redhead gene, you know, because of you. But do you slather them with sunscreen hats, you know, because you, I'm assuming that you do the same, right? Being a fair-skinned redhead. Like when you go to the beach or something. Yeah. Yeah. I told myself when I was a child and my mom slathered me in sunscreen uh, anytime I even went out in the sun or anytime I got a severe sunburn as a result of a lack of doing such, I would never wish this on any of my children. Um, and then I hope that my kids wouldn't have to do what the things that I have to do because I was friends with all these people that go out in the sun, they lay out in the sun. I'm like, wow, that must be so cool to lay out in the sun, like for sport, like you're getting tan. I mean, I, that can never happen to me. So, mm-hmm. um, so yeah. So anyway, I, um, I actually, um, started my spouse, my husband is, is part Korean. Um, so I knew that the Korean gene right. would probably be very strong. Um, mm. and would not, um, allow my kids to have any part of my, of, uh, of the redheaded gene. My, my, um, half brother, um, my mom, who's a redhead, married uh, my stepdad, who is Hispanic. So I already knew kind of that mi- mixed ethnicity was not going to bring out the gender side of, of us. But uh, <laughs> my brother is, is, is black hair, too. Um, but yeah, so both of my kids are very dark hair. They both came out with jet black hair. Um, wow. But it's funny, though, as it gotten older, they in the sun, like that little little gingerness to the hair, um, the black hair shines. Um, my son kind of... Oh. Uh, my my son kind of has this like little, it's not even solid jet black. It just is kind of a little, it's not brown, but it's just a lighter black. But my daughter, who is jet black hair in the sun, 
you can see it. And it's so, um, I actually did a video on one of, one of my tech talks. It, it was really popular because you could see it in her hair and people were like, so, um, uh, impressed by that. But yeah, I don't, I, I wonder if that's a common thing, um, in people with, uh, redheads that mix with different races, if that, if that comes out. Yeah, uh, but I think I, so. I do have to put sunscreen on my, on my son. He definitely has freckles and sunburns. Oh. Um, and my daughter does not, she just tans and goes right back. So I still put sunscreen on her, but I don't necessarily have to, to prevent sunburn. I just want to protect her skin. I, I love, I love, um, all, all kids are cute. Right. But I just feel like mixed kids are just so cute. Like, I just like love when you like, I don't know, your kids are just so cute. Cause you know that they're like a mix. It's also interesting. Maybe that's how people feel about redheads, but like, it's just so interesting. Cause you're like, I wonder what you are. Like, I wonder what your mom is and what your dad is. Cause like, they're so cute. And, um, sometimes too, when you see like, you know, different like mixes and they have like light blue eyes or bright green or whatever. Mm -hmm. It's like so cool. It's I, I think it's just awesome. So that's so awesome that you see red shades in their hair. I feel like we've seen that Stephanie on social media with mm -hmm. other people. Yeah. And then, you know, when my husband been brown eyes, if you mix blue and brown eyes, you'll never have a child with blue eyes, which is right. interesting. Oh, yeah. Allow that, but if you mix, so my son has green eyes and my daughter has brown eyes, but I could never with, with him <laughs> have a blue eyed <laughs> child, but I've always intrigued because, you know, you'll see, um, see these really dark skinned, um, people with blue eyes and it's just like, so, um, so gorgeous. Um, but, but yeah, I, um, my son has light eyes and it looks, it, he looks like a uh, it looks a little blue in the light, but it definitely is green. But genetics are really cool. I, I, I know. Get ready yeah. when he gets older. <laughs> it's so cute. Genetics yeah. are fascinating. And now we're interested in your beauty routine, obviously as a super busy redhead mom and surgeon. Um, on an online video, you said your morning routine is really important to you. So what do you do what in your for your skincare in your morning routine? So I, um, I had growing up, um, I mean, a face full of freckles, um, and, um, lots of sun damage to my skin. Mm -hmm. Um, so as I got, I think I was in my late thirties, I saw, um, uh, someone for my skin, my face skin, and I, um, was recommended to get the halo treatment. So it's basically oh. like, essentially like burn off your epidermis and, um, it's a, it, it goes through this healing phase and it's and, and interesting because I lost all my freckles. So with that wow. treatment, I had, oh. I, so I, that's why I think a lot of people on social media, like don't believe I'm redhead because I'm graying, which we'll, we'll probably talk about soon, but yeah. I don't have any freckles on my face, but I have them like my entire body is covered in freckles. But after the halo treatment, um, uh, all that skin damage, all the sun damage kind of went away. And, um, so I've been very vigilant about keeping up my skin, um, to, um, for anti-aging and that kind of thing. So I, um, every day I obviously wash my face twice a day. I have, um, a, I go for my yearly dermatology visits for my, um, skin checks, my, I've got melanoma and basal cell carcinoma and all the skin cancers that run in my family. So oh, I get that checked, but she has a very, um, uh, specific regimen that she recommended. So I do a vitamin, um, uh, C serum and, um, I do. My favorite. Yeah, yeah. And then, um, some stuff for bags under the eyes that has a little caffeine in it. And then, 
a IDR or a, a lotion that I put on my face every day. And then I always use sunscreen um, mm. uh, on my face daily. And then at night I'll do a little uh, retinoin um, uh, two to three times a week or this, um, this other, uh, I don't know exactly what's in it, but it's uh, a different type of cream that I put on my face. So I've been doing that for, it's been two years ago that I had that halo treatment. Um, and my skin has looked so much, uh, so much wow, better. It does look good. Yeah. It what, looks really so, good. I was Stephanie. I was wondering about how she deals with retinoids because I have mm-hmm. such a sensitivity. Stephanie has no sensitivity at all to them. So I was wondering really? how you, yeah, no, my, skin, my skin's I peeled. Peel. My skin's peeled after using you one. You don't get breakouts or anything like I do from it. No, but my skin's peeled like around my lips. I didn't know that you weren't supposed to really apply it around your, they recommend not to apply it around your lips. Yeah. And other areas like um, around your eyes. But one, yeah. But I remember one day I put it one night consecutively, I put it around my lips and then they like all peeled <laughs> like around my lips. My husband was at, at, saw me and asked like, what happened to my skin. <laughs> but has that ever happened to you? I, I, yeah, I can't put it on more than twice a week because yeah, my skin okay. like massively peels. So I put it on yeah. one, like twice a week and then I'll use a, like a hydrating lotion the next day afterwards. Cause yeah, I definitely peel. I don't get breakouts though. Um, uh, that much. But if I do, I think even a little that that will help it. So that's interesting. It, it probably yeah, like burn it right off. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Wait, I had a question yeah, on the halo joking. treatment is halo is it sort of like a laser? It's kind of like a laser. Yeah. Okay. Um, and it, it, I'm trying to I, I don't know exactly what they do. But it was like, um, like needles, and then they burned the skin off and I I mean my face looked like I had been stung by a million bees the next two like the next week and my eyes almost swelled shut and I went through this massive like peeling phase I don't think I really knew what I got myself into but I mean it like right. just, they don't want to tell you oh, either I'm sure. like a lizard just shedding like a layer of skin um and is that one treatment like a, huh is that just one treatment or did you have one to get treatment. a consecutive Oh my no. gosh. One treatment. It's just a one and done, but it's okay. very aggressive. Yeah. Um, it was expensive too, but yeah. Um, Stephanie's, yeah. Stephanie's getting ready to have a baby. And so she hasn't been able to have any cosmetic, like, and no laser, nothing. So I think she was interested because she's like making a list of things that she wants yeah, to do. Afterwards. Yeah. I'm getting um, IPL surgery. I mean, not IPL. surgery, it's IPL laser. I don't know. Okay. Um, yeah, it's sort of like it helps with um, pigmentation. It yeah. won't get rid of. I have a lot of freckles, obviously, um, also on my skin, but Adrian doesn't. But I don't want to get rid of them. But I just want to. It's kind of like a chemical peel where it will tame them down a little bit. So, yeah. so they're not as like, dark. I think they were as, just getting really dark. Yeah, they were, especially in the summertime. So it's like, I think it's three consecutive treatments, six weeks apart, and your skin looks, I mean, the dermatologist made it sound like it lo- almost looks like coffee beans yeah. after. And yeah. I will experience some redness. Hopefully my eyes don't swell or anything like that. But the yeah. the halo treatment sounds really cool. Did you do it because you wanted, because of this um, sun exposure, like pigmentation? Yeah, you know, I didn't know that I was going to lose my freckles. So I wouldn't have, I don't know oh. if I would have done it because yeah. I, I love my freckles. Um, but no, I just wanted to, it was recommended um, by the plastic surgeon that I saw to really help with all the skin damage. And 
I didn't want to have to go through multiple treatments because of what I do and like time uh, commitment and stuff. Okay. I actually had it during, done during the middle of COVID. So like literally I couldn't really do a whole lot at that time because it's when the hospitals uh-huh. were shut down and all that stuff too. So I was like, all right, well, sounds like a good time. Let's just do it. But there's other treatments that are like BBL treatments and other things that'll help tame the pigment down. Um, but uh, this is, I didn't really, like I said, I didn't know what I was getting into. So I was like, all right, well, we'll just do, we'll just do that. Sounds good. Um, but yeah. Are your freckles coming back? Do you feel like your freckles are coming back after a few years? Um, I don't think so. I mean, they're really like, it's hmm. really, I mean, you can kind of see some of them if you really look, but for the most part, I think because freckles are from sun damage. So yeah, um, mm. and, and pigmentation. And you're really so good I about sunscreen. My sunscreen on my face all the time. I'm, I haven't really exposing my sun, but um, but yeah. <laughs> and on the days that you're performing surgery, do you wear makeup? I do a little bit. I don't wear a lot of makeup, and um, as a redhead, um, you know, I have naturally blonde eye eyebrows, eyelashes, yeah. so pale. Um, so like literally as, as when I started my TikTok, which is about a year and a half ago, I mean, I, I wore no makeup. Um, and I would always like people on there always comment, Oh, you should wear a little bit of makeup. You should do this. You should do that. Or, um, or do you have down syndrome? That was a comment that I got a lot of time. I'm like, what is wrong with people? So That's I was like, so all right, well, maybe I should wear like a little something. <laughs> so I started, um, I just used like a little bit of, um, uh, uh, I, stuff for my eyebrows just to like make them a little bit darker so you can at least distinguish facial features a little bit of mascara a little bit of eyeliner and eyeshadow and that's literally all I do for makeup sometimes I mean I'll do chapstick um but I don't really know how to do a lot of makeup so it just kind of makes my eyes pop so they don't like completely blend in with my face right um, and then I'm at, right. and then I watched this TikTok video about somebody putting just for men um, die because I wanted to get microneedling done on my brows, but I was terrified because I didn't want it to be too much or overpowering because I've seen some people that have microneedling and it does not look good. So like, all right, I'll try the just for men's thing. And that actually works pretty good. So I do it every two weeks and um, it keeps my um, brows looking the same color as my hair. And then, then um, of course I spoke, talked to you, use your y'all's products as well. Um, and I love it because I've always struggled with trying to find something. I can't use black. I mean, it's just too, too much. And like the browns on the market, there's just nothing. I mean, you try, mm-hmm. there's, there's like a couple. So I was very um, happy to have found the how to be a redhead product line to kind of accent what I've always really looked for. So yeah, no, no. Anytime you need finally have brows or lashes, just let us know and we'll send it to you. We're so happy um, to send it. We know you're so busy and that's what we designed it for because we're like mm-hmm. we're so busy and like we don't want to spend an hour and i feel like because redheads we we don't have anything for us you know like beauty no. companies don't target us so to have something that's so easy is like such a we we love it too you know we 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 use it every day mm. so that's so awesome anytime you need it let us know yes thank you <laughs> and now we know that you celebrated your 43rd birthday recently. Um, are you noticing your hair color fading? We know, I know that you touched upon that briefly. Um, yeah. Saying that it's going, is it going, are you seeing whites or gray? So I'm getting a little gray, but you know, uh, as redheads, we, we just kind of, it just turns like white instead of gray. So yeah, my hair looks more like lighter. And, um, it's funny cause I did this, um, there was this TikTok trend that was going around with that red, uh, redheaded filter or something. 
Yeah. And yes. um, so I, I did that and um, I did it with me and my PA who has brown hair. And um, that video had 3 million views because I had called myself a redhead. Um, and the before I put the filter on and people are like, just torturing me, like trolling me. You're not a redhead that you're blonde. I can't believe you would even call yourself a redhead. Oh, and then I felt so like rude. personally attacked. I'm like, I am yeah. a redhead. I of like, of course. So I, I had, I had to do, I did a follow-up video showing my, my childhood pictures and people still like, are like, you're, you, you should not call yourself a redhead. I was like offended them. Like, like my people like no longer yeah. want to be affiliated with me because I'm getting older and my hair's a little lighter. I'm like, just wait, it's coming for you. Your hair will look more blonde yeah. as you get yeah. older. <laughs> yeah. And I think a lot of redheads experience that whose hair is fading. And then also a lot of our followers, customers who are strawberry blondes, and they feel like, okay, I'm a redhead. You know, I may have some blonde tint in my hair, but I'm a strawberry blonde. And then they get called out. Like we, Adrian, there was an influencer video that we shared. I think she was using our brow product or maybe our mascara a couple of weeks ago on Instagram. And people were saying, she's not a redhead or it's the opposite or their hair is really, really dark and people are saying it's brown. And then she's commenting. I feel, I'm feeling so bad. All these comments, you're not a redhead. You're not a redhead. And she's just commenting saying, please go on my page. I'm a natural redhead. So I feel like people are so opinionated when it comes to you're not a natural redhead versus you are. And it's really... I think that's where social media can get a little intense, right? Because then it's just people just sharing their comments and you're just saying you're wrong. Yeah. It's interesting. People, I mean, people get so hot over like the silliest yeah. things. Yeah. color really seems to be a hot topic or at least it has been for me. Yes. I'm just like, wow, y'all, I, I, I can rest assured that I, I am a redhead, but if you want to say I'm not, that's, that's your prerogative. I don't, it doesn't really matter to me. Yeah. And you so, can usually tell a natural redhead by having the fair brows and the fair eyelashes and the fair, yeah. like you can just tell when someone's a real, like you can just tell like my mother-in-law, she's in her, she's almost 70. Her red hair is long gone, but she's like strawberry, you know, it's just like hmm. stayed about strawberry. And she is such a redhead just looking at her. She has freckles. She has blonde eyebrows, no eyelashes. I'm like, obviously I know you were a redhead. I just find it to be crazy because we're such a group of people that have been made fun of kind of like our whole life. So they redheads should not be making fun of other redheads. <laughs> not, I agree. Cool. We shouldn't yeah. like, we shouldn't be tormenting our, 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 our own, our own. I mean, that's like, we, we grew up being that way. And, and mm-hmm. I think it's kind of funny because, you know, redhead is kind of being like trendy now and it's like, okay, cool, yeah, that's trending now. And then I got made fun of my entire like childhood. That's perfect. <laughs> yeah. So true. I know. <laughs> well, I it's, be trendy then. <laughs> right. It's right. So true. And are you doing anything to, because your hair is fading, like using anything, or are you kind of just letting it go all natural? Yeah. I mean, um, I will get it highlighted or low lighted every now and again when I have time to actually cut it. And I used to keep my hair like really short, but um, I've let it grow now. And I just kind of like, you know, in the, in this spring, I'll sometimes get a little highlights, blonde streaks put in it in the winter. I'll sometimes get some dark darkness put in it but no it's pretty much whatever you see is what it normally is um yeah which is kind of like strawberry blonde now my mom who was a very fiery redhead is now like almost like i mean i don't even know what you call it it's like very she's turning white but it's it's like in that intermediate phase where it just looks like a blondish kind of 
uh, yeah. with some intermittent red in it, but I think it's beautiful. Yeah. I was looking at your waves too. I know people cannot see you and we can, yeah. but you have really pretty waves. Do you, is that natural? No, <laughs> my okay, hair is really kind good. Of naturally very, um, uh, it's got volume, but it's like not flat and it's not curly. So I either need to straighten it to make it look flat or I need to curl it to make it look wavy. So this morning it was waves because I had to do some pictures this morning and I wanted it to look um, yeah. cute. But if I do nothing, it's just kind of a little bit of a fro. <laughs> yeah, no, it looks great. And Julianne Moore is famously quoting, saying, redheads are in a secret club. When we see each other, it's a familiar glance. So we want to know, um, redhead club or female surgeons club or both? What's the most exclusive? <laughs> I think redheads. Like, oh, I, okay. Yeah. I, well, I think, I mean, female surgeon clubs, very exclusive. But yeah, when, you, sure. when you walk by, um, we don't always know who each other are sometimes too True. because we can't identify. But if you, if you're a redhead and you see another redhead, you know, so yeah. I feel like it's, it's kind of like, you know, the Jeep, Jeep owners have their like Jeep club. So yes. Think, they honk. Yeah. Yes. My husband always talks about that. Cause it's people yes. with, uh, I never knew that. yeah, yes. it's, it's, um, wait, what's the Jeep? It's the, one of their cars, the, the, the Wrangler. Yeah. So my husband yeah. used to have a, have a Wrangler and you, do you wave or do you honk wave. at each other? Yep. Yeah. You wave. you wave. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. And then they have that they'll put on other Wranglers, yes. like rubber yep. ducks. It's really, it's uh, we had a Wrangler for about nine months and I was like, why is everybody waving to me? This is so weird. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Like friendly. Hey. But, yeah, um, we, they're obviously, I don't think that they're like a super kid friendly car because we have a two year old, but no, that's my, our, my husband's, you know, I think he says in the next 10 years, it would be so cool to have a Wrangler and like drive it to the beach. And I think he misses that exclusive club. Yeah. Yeah. He definitely feels excluded now. <laughs> yeah, I know. Cause he always points one out. He's like, oh, look at that Wrangler, especially in the summertime. <laughs> if like all the windows, you know, it's all open and it is like a free in car, you know, when the, all the windows are down, but yeah, yeah. yeah, it's probably like Adrian has a Bassa hound. It's probably like when you see a Bassa hound, there's like a little, yeah, oh, yeah. yeah. no, it is. They're, they're rare dogs, too. So we have two redheaded dogs too. So we have, you do. Have, I have a redheaded dog too. What's oh, your dog? what? He, he's a basset, but he just, he had his, his uh, ears were the color of my hair when we first got him, but now he's 10 and they're all, yeah. he's all white. Yeah. yeah. No. So what kind of dogs wells. do you have? Uh, oh, so they're yeah. like literally the same color as my hair. My husband had one when, before we got together. So people always joked that he wanted to date me because I had the same color hair as this dog. And we've oh had, we had four and they're, they're like, it's perfect because we, we, we totally match and I love it. <laughs> Yeah, like another redhead in the house, right? Yeah, You're not yeah, alone. That's how it's, yeah. Dr. Grunch, thank you so much for coming on. And um, we just loved talking to you. And you are you are an inspiration. I'm just like soaking in your energy from afar. So thank you so much. And can't wait to keep following you on TikTok. Oh, thank you, guys. And thank you for putting out the product uh, that I love and for and for being the support system for redheads that I wish I had when I was younger. And um, I just love you guys. And I appreciate you inviting me on the show. Oh, thank, thank you. you. Likewise. Now available eyebrow and lash products for redheads created by us, Adrian and Stephanie. 
Clean, paraben-free, vegan, made in the USA. Discover eyebrow gels and a precision pencil in universal red for all redheads. Mascaras in auburn and brown with the tint of red and so much more. Shop it all at shop.howtobearedhead.com. Don't we love her? I know. She was wonderful. And we can say that she is, in fact, uh, obsessed with Finally Have Brows, which is awesome to hear. But definitely... Check her out on Lady Spine Doc is her handle because I felt like we could talk to her forever and she was so down to earth. I think that I was know. really something that I took away from talking with her. And that's mm-hmm. something that you don't necessarily see. I don't like to put all, you know, doctors in a box, but especially in her field, it's just really cool to feel like she's like where, you know, that she is so down to earth and her videos really showcase that with her dancing and (laughs) with her colleagues and her staff, which is really cool. So I just, I loved talking with her and also hearing how she got into the field and her experiences with being a redhead and sunburn. And even though her kids aren't redheads, you know um, how they have the redhead gene and she still protects them from the sun, which is great. Yeah. And I love how she talked about like all the redhead things like her eyebrows. She talked about like sunburns. She talked about her hair fading. I love that. And I love also too is in the beginning of this podcast, I am always really intrigued by people who have such a big following like hers. Like there are a lot of people with millions of followers. But if you look through her comments, she has an incredible amount of engagement. People just writing in and writing in. They're so intrigued by her and her lifestyle. And I thought to myself, I wonder what it is about her that people are so intrigued with. And also Mm. how can it's not easy to come up with this engagement and to have such a loyal following. And now I get it. After talking to her, I can totally get why everyone is inspired by her because a lot of TikTok and a lot of Instagram isn't full of women like her. And so I think she's really, really special in the TikTok space. And I think she's really needed. Definitely. Yeah. So we just loved having her on. So check her TikTok out. We'll include her Uh, handle on everything that we chatted about with her in the podcast notes. Yeah. So it's time for question and answers. Daily, we get an array of questions from social media, comments, emails, and direct messages. We thought it would be fun to bring these to the How to Be a Redhead podcast. And we hope you guys have been enjoying it for this season five so far. So we're going to answer three today. And we, if you want to send in your questions, email h2barpodcast at gmail.com or DM us on Instagram at how to be a redhead or TikTok at how to be a redhead. So let's get into it. Yeah. So the first question is from Sherry on Instagram. And she said, what is an appropriate response to quote, is that your red hair color? End quote. I don't find it to be a compliment. I think it's rude. So I think that's something that we all, yeah, yeah. you know, have maybe experienced as a redhead one way or another, you know, um, is that your red hair color? Meaning, is that your natural color? And if you don't take it, I mean, I would take it as a compliment. Um, I don't think it's rude. Do you, Adrian? I don't think it's rude. The actual question, I think what sometimes comes off rude is their face, like the mm. face that they're giving you, like the head tilt is something. And also like it look, it seems a little judgmental. Like, how could it possibly be your natural red hair? And I don't know. I think yeah. sometimes that, you know, you, you're kind of 
set apart in so many ways in life for having red hair. And then when someone kind of calls you out and judges you for your hair, you're like, this is so weird because so many people make fun of me. But then at the same time, people are so jealous and like it can't be. So it's really a it's really like a mind boggling situation when it happens. So I understand Mm -hmm. when Sherry says she thinks it's rude. But I also agree with you, Stephanie, that at the end of the day, it is a compliment and people are in awe of the color. And I think too, like all redheads have different shades of red. So I would try to not take it personally. You know me, I always like come back. I think your comebacks are what's really important. So I'll always like say something to make them laugh. Like I'll be like, oh, I know I love my natural hair color, but I'm getting a lot of whites. And they're like, oh, and like to them, mm-hmm. it's like it kind of like breaks the awkwardness because then I just answered their question about if it's natural or not. And then I'm also like, yeah, it's turning white. So it makes me like kind of more like human to them. I don't know. I just kind of like give them like a funny comeback. So that might be a, a good thing to do if you feel like it's rude, you know, or like, yeah out of my head or something, whatever you want to say. Yeah. So Sherry, it's all about the comeback. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Our next question is Tyler on Instagram wrote in asking, what is the best and most natural looking self tanner for redheads? And I think that's a question that we always Mm -hmm. get no matter the time of year, whether it's winter and you're, you're looking to get some sort of a glow or maybe it's summertime and you're still looking for that glow. Like, cause obviously, you know, um, if you don't tan and maybe you're going to a special event or an occasion, but we have so many articles on how to be a redhead.com focusing on sunless tanners. We have a few favorites and we will share a sneak peek right now. So if you're listening and you're an H2 bar box subscriber, then this is your sneak peek, you know, that you've been waiting for. Cause we get asked all the time. And if you're not, then sorry, summer deluxe H2 bar box, um, that if you're not a subscriber, then subscribe because yeah. we include, we're including a self tanner in the summer H2 bar box. And it's from a brand called mystic tan. And we will say that it's one of our favorite products because it's a foam, um, consistency, which really helps with application and making it so it's not streaky. And I think that's really important as well as we'll share that we're including also with the self tanner, the mitt that goes mm, with it. It's all and Adrian and I always say that it's always about the mitt. Yeah. Cause you don't want to apply sunless tanner with just your hands. And if maybe you have, and that's what you're struggling with, the mitt is just gives it a really smooth, application and even application. And then that way too, it won't get all over your hands. If your nails are painted, it won't change the color that's happened to me personally. Yeah, and it's like really underneath it, the, the nail bed or like yeah. in between the fingers. Like you, you kind of like your hands just look good and that's yeah. why you need the mitt. Yeah. And you can just wash the mitt after. So that's one of our favorites. Um, we love a pump form and personally I love a foam, um, I think that it's really an awesome, just, um, mm-hmm. just consistency to apply St. Tropez. I will say, um, you can get them at most stores or online, but they have one that is just great for, if you want to see results instantly. So if you're, let's say, let's say you have a wedding and you need like a little glow, there's, you can just apply it and there's no need to wait, uh, hours to see the the tan come through there's you can actually see the product and the shimmer with it 
And it's a really nice, uh, I think like medium type of shade. So yes, there's so many brands out there. Definitely just choose the one that you love. Those are some of our favorites, especially the one that we're including in the summer deluxe H2 bar box. Yeah. So if you want a great natural looking self tanner that we love for redheads, you have to subscribe to the summer deluxe H2 bar box and you can do that at h2barbox.com. And we will put the link in the podcast notes. This is going to be one of the most popular boxes that we send Mm -hmm. out this year. Uh, We've been sharing sneak peeks and newsletters. So you will be able to see all of the sneak peeks if you haven't already, if you had to join our newsletter. But we also are including hair glosses. We are including H2 Bar Cash that you can use for the Finally Glossy campaign. We're also including Finally Have Lashes Mascara uh, in shade black. And so we're really excited for you guys to just enjoy the, the formula of that mascara. And of course, it's ours. So we're really excited about that. There will also be CCC mm-hmm. cream and with an SPF 50. So we just gave four really great sneak peeks. Yeah. And I'm telling you, it's one of the best boxes I think we've ever sent out. And it's valued at $300 and you only spend 68 bucks on it, free shipping, and you get all of these products. And we really wanted to go big for not only the launch of Finally Glossy that's coming up on June 16th, but we just really wanted to make this a really fun summer box for everyone. And it's just a really great season. So, you know, of course, you have no doubt we will have sunscreen involved too. (laughs) So run, don't walk to subscribe if you're not a subscriber already. (laughs) Right. Because it is an amazing box. And the last question is one that we received on Instagram. And they asked, do you think there needs to be more redhead representation in media? Adrian, which is a really great question. We've talked a little bit about this on our website. I thought this was a really interesting question because when I read it, my first instinct was, and I think that a lot of people, uh, I think that there's a lot going on in society right now where so many people are progressive and we're pushing forward, you know, with women rights and LGBTQ rights and all of those great things. And I think when it comes to women in media, of course, it's not as like strong as those ones I just mentioned. But I think we have to take a a step back and really be appreciative for where we've come so far. And I try to do Mm -hmm. that with all social issues as I try to just look back and be like, wow. And I try to be super positive, even though we have a long way to go. I try to look Mm -hmm. back and say, well, look how far we've come. So for this particular question, I wanted to talk about it on this podcast, because even women like Betsy that we just interviewed, I think that, you know, she shows like how far a woman can go in in any industry. And I'm confident that if she was in any industry, she would have killed it. Um, But I think that redheads have really come far. So before we answer the question, I just wanted to really say that I think even when Stephanie and I were growing up, we had no redheads to turn to at all. And then when we were teenagers, Lindsay Lohan and like Julianne Moore were on the red carpet. And then finally in our 20s, we got Jessica Chastain. And now I swear it's just like, redhead celebrities are are everywhere even sarah snook i'm sorry if i'm saying her name wrong but if you're a succession fan she's a natural redhead Mm -hmm. um and i know her name is hannah but if you love hacks on hbo she's a natural redhead and i just feel like women in media have never been 
so prevalent. And so I'm really, really proud of that. And I'm so proud that it's a mix of natural redheads and by choice redheads. So I think, yes, we do have a way to go. We can still be represented more. Uh, A fun fact that Stephanie and I love to share is 30% of commercials, they say, feature redheads because like the color red is so you know, it's so you want to be, you, you remember it attracts, it. it attracts you to, to, yeah. to see the ad. So yeah, I guess, you know, stuff, I just like to always be positive And I think we've come really far already. I agree. Yeah. And it is true. I mean, when I watch a commercial on TV, I remember the commercial if it has a redhead in it, maybe yeah. because I'm a redhead, but it is something that you think, Oh, like if it's a yogurt, com- I think I was watching like a yogurt commercial or some sort of a commercial where they're in the kitchen don't really remember the product actually, but I remember the redhead in it. Mm-hmm. And I saw it recently when I was watching TV and it made me think, oh my God, there are so many redheads. So I think that that's something where, like you said, putting a twist on a, on a positive uh, way and looking at how far we've come is really important. And just um, seeing all these awesome, really powerful, amazing, talented women on TV and in movies who are redheads is awesome because I don't remember seeing that as much as, you know, as a child. Yeah, no, same. So want to help us spread the news about the How to Be a Redhead brand in this podcast? Give us a five-star review and tell your friends, redheads, and everyone else to subscribe. You can listen to this podcast directly on howtobearedhead.com, on Apple iTunes, Spotify, or wherever you listen to podcasts. And don't forget to look at the podcast notes to find links with products mentioned and so much more. Rock it like a redhead. Rock it like a redhead.